0: Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Wednesday night Bible study via conference call. I am your host, Elder Lorraine Hopkins. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia, 30288. We invite you to take advantage of our food pantry services on Thursdays between the hours of 10 a.m. and 12 noon. And on Saturdays between the hours of noon and 2 p.m. Our weekly conference calls provide a platform for our supporting ministerial staff to share a message of hope and life with the people of God in relation to our church's monthly topic of study. We hope that you enjoy today's service and find something in it that resonates within your heart and drives your love and passion towards our Savior. We also hope that this message enhances your knowledge of God's word and your personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. So sit back, relax, Take plenty of notes and enjoy the Word. Thank you so much for joining us today. God bless.
1: All glory, praises, and honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, We're just experiencing some of that unspeakable joy of the Lord that has spilled over from uh, last Sunday's service, because I I'm, I tell you, I'm still basking in the glory of God uh, and just thanking him for doing such great and mighty things. I give honor to the living God, to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and to our senior pastor, Elder Dr. Shelly D. Boone II, to all of the elders, Name by name, and, and Elder Hopkins did a good job of naming all of the elders. Uh, and we honor you, too, Elder uh, Hopkins, as our not only as an elder, but as our expediter, our host. Uh, we thank God for the increase that God has given to the ministry uh, with the ministers. Oh, God is doing a great work with Word of Life Ministry. And we're so grateful for it to the ministers, um, to the deacons, and to all of the auxiliaries, to everyone in your respective places, our family members, visitors, and friends. And it's such good music to my ear to hear about the success of the podcast. So thank God for um, giving increase in that area. Uh, God said if we'd be faithful with a few things, that we would be rulers over much. So we're just going to keep doing being faithful to God. Um, today has been a good day in spite of the tragedy that our city has experienced that just tells us that we need to pray even the more. So I'm looking forward to us meeting back on the intercessory prayer line tomorrow at 11 a.m., but we're going to go to the message to the word of the Lord, and we will go to the book of St. Luke, chapter 19. I will start reading at verse 11, and I will go through uh, uh, verse 13. So verse 11 reads, and as they heard these things, he added and spoke a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. That is God's most precious word, his blessed word. Let us pray. Most kind and gracious, Heavenly Father, we come humbly before your presence, O God. We come with a heart of repentance, O Lord. We come, God, uh, seeking your face while you yet may be found. We come inviting you to be in the midst. We are invoking the Holy Spirit to uh, to take full control uh, as a willing servant, uh, servant of the Lord. Willingly decrease as God Almighty increase in me. God, let it be all of you and none of me. Uh, now let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. For the month of, this month of May, um, we're in the area of Occupy, and I just want to use the simple subject which may be the theme for the month, which is occupied Till Jesus Come. occupied Till Jesus Come. Now, the word occupy means to hold or take possession of, to invest with intent to increase, uh, to be busy. And as a matter of fact, the Lord's meaning of this is not difficult at all. It is uh, the Lord that is telling us that we ought to take care of his business we have to keep busy until he returns. Uh, we find in this teaching uh, the the primary reason that Jesus told this, and it, it it is considered a parable. He tells us of this parable was was to clear up some com, some confusion about himself. He wanted to set straight some things about his coming kingdom, and he also wanted uh, us to know what we should be doing with the faith that he has given us while we are yet here on earth. Jesus says tonight, very specifically, he says, occupy till I come. I need you to take hold of, to possess until I come. The reason Jesus told this parable, again, was to clear up some confusion about himself. I just said that, okay? (laughs) We find him in verse 11, the the first verse that I read. We find him saying, and as they heard these things, he added and spoke. It, it tells us right here that this is a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem. He was coming into Jerusalem, close to Jerusalem, and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. It's amazing how we have. Uh, precepts and conception of, of things concerning the Lord when we already know that God, you know, he his thoughts are not like our thoughts. Our thoughts are not like his and our ways are not like his. So we can't figure out God completely. We just need to trust and obey. That's one of the things of for uh, our ministry is to trust and obey him. But, Jesus, we know he was the promised Messiah, and we also know that he was not yet ready to set up his earthly kingdom because a number of things had to happen. He had to die. He had to be, he had to be buried. He had to rise again, and then he had to ascend or return to his father in heaven. Uh, we also know that at a set time by our father, our Heavenly Father, God Almighty, that Jesus Christ would return to rule and reign among men. So he was as he was headed into Jerusalem, the people that were accompanying him, you know, the crowd, the mass of the people, they thought that, you know, surely the kingdom of God is gonna immediately appear upon the arrival of Jesus. So he wanted to dispel that notion he was getting ready to rule in his kingdom as their king, but he wanted them to understand uh, exactly, to not have, I guess, a misunderstanding about what was to take place, I'll put it that way. In verse 11, it tells us how, um, I mean, verse 12, it says a nobleman gets ready to depart, and I'm paraphrasing now for the far country. He calls his servants, and he delivers to them pounds. A pound was a large sum of money in those days. Uh, it is believed that it was a, a pound was approximately three years of wages, according to some scholars. And so that simply tells us that these servants were being entrusted with a large gift. The, the, the Lord thy God, then he commands them to occupy till he comes. He says, in other words, he said, to invest with the intent of increasing. They were not simply to to just keep the pound safe, because oftentimes we can get something in our hands and we can hold our hands so tight, our fist so tight that there will be nothing going out, but there will also be nothing coming in. So he didn't want them to, to have that mindset. Uh, because, And we know this to be true because later in verse 20 of this same chapter, one of the servants kept his pound in a napkin. He considered the napkin to be a safe place. And he kept it there until his Lord returned. But he was severely rebuked, and he lost his pound. He lost his reward. But those servants who invested their pounds were commended and given more opportunity. Romans chapter 12 verse 60 teaches us that we as Christians have been entrusted with gifts to be used for the Lord. Do you believe tonight that you have a gift? Well, I'm here to answer that for you. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have been entrusted with a gift. Hallelujah. You have a gift. Some of you have multiple gifts. My God. And the question sometimes becomes, am I using them uh, for the glory of God? Have they manifest? Hallelujah. Am I actively involved with the gifts that God has entrusted with me? But... uh, that Romans chapter 12, verse 6, it teaches us that not only do we ha- have been entrusted with gifts, but uh, it reads this way. Having been gifts differing according to the grace given unto us, for the prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. So we, too, are to occupy. We are to increase. We are to take hold of, our possession of, that which God has invested in us. We are to take our time, our talents, our treasures, and even all of the opportunities uh, for the Lord so that God's work is advanced here on earth and so that it can multiply. And we must not put a time limit on it. Uh, There's a song that says, I'm going to work until my day is done. That means we're going to work until, you know, we're no longer existing in this earthly fashion. Hallelujah. We cannot set a termination date for our service. God says no. If we were to ask, well, God, is there an end to this? Am I, you know, I've accomplished this goal, so now, excuse me, is there a termination? God's answer would be no. No. His command is very clear. It says to occupy until he returns. We must look at this. Take a look at this, people of God. The nobleman in this parable pitches the Lord Jesus Christ. The far country in this parable pitches Jesus' ascension into heaven. And this is in contrast to his arrival in Jerusalem. <laughs> Excuse me. We know that Jesus will return in his second coming, and at that time he will be the king who will reign forever. My God. The word of God mentions pounds, which represents the measure of faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it said the Lord gives to every man a measure of faith when we get saved. This faith is how we minister, just as the pounds of how the service trade or how they increase, my God. Jesus presents this parable not only to straighten out some understanding. We know God's word is clear that we have to, in all all our ways, we have to get an understanding, but not only to, get understanding and to clear up the misinformation or the misunderstanding, he also presented it to encourage his servants to do something for him with his pound while waiting for his return. And we already said the pound represents the measure of faith. The Lord's instruction to his servants was, again, occupied till I come. And the purpose of trading with his pound was not to make the nobleman richer, Hallelujah, but it was to show that he was faithful and that he followed the desires of the Lord. The reason for telling them to trade was with the pastor simply to determine their faithfulness <clears throat> because we and we know that because um When we go on down to verse 17, we see the significance of being faithful because verse 17 tells us that those who are more faithful are given more cities over which to have authority in his kingdom when he returns. If you take a look at 17, you will see these words. And he said unto him, well, thy good servant, that's a person that has been faithful over The measure of faith are the pounds that the Lord has given them. He said, Well done, good servant. Well, he said, Well, thy good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thy authority over 10 cities. My God, he said, 10 cities increase. God said, and we often say that if we be faithful over a few things, God will make us ruler over much. And that's absolute truth. That's an undivided truth. That's the unadulterated truth. If we be faithful over what God blesses us with, he will give us increase. He will give us even authority over even the more. My God. <clears throat> so the reason for telling them again this parable was to clear up the confusion and was to uh, determine their faithfulness their measure of faith. As the Lord stewards, we are we are called or we are required to be found faithful. For so with without faith according to God's word, it is impossible to please them. Oh Lord. Evidently it is possible for this faith to increase because we know that God gives us a measure of faith, but that doesn't mean We have to stay with the faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed as we continue to serve the Lord with gladness, and we begin to trust him even the more. And after a while, some of us look up and we find that we don't just have a measure of faith, but we have the gift of faith. We have the gift of faith where we will not be moved no matter what we see, no matter what we feel, no matter what people say. We will continue to trust. The good news of the Lord, our God. Hallelujah. As we begin to increase in our faith, there is more that we can do for the Lord. And we must be clear on what he's saying about occupying till he comes. That means that you, that I, that us, that we are to be occupied with the pounds that measure of faith that he has given us. Hallelujah. And that truly brings home the point that we can't be conformed to this world, but we must be transformed by the renewal of our mind, because a lot of times when we are blessed with increase, that you know, we could very easily do as the world do, go out and spend more, go out and have wastefulness in our spending. My God, as a matter of fact. When we were first saved, we can honestly say that we were more occupied, even from the when we weren't saved, even as we were going into being saved, we were occupied 100% with our own stuff because we become selfish individuals. And if we're not careful, we'll be like those men that become lovers of themselves. But we were occupied with me, mine, and mine. <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, we find that. Like the servants in this uh, in this illustration of this parable, there are two types of Christians: those who occupy them with themselves, those who occupy themselves with God's work, and those who do not. We must ask ourselves tonight: which one am which one am I? I'm going to ask me: which one am I? Am I that Christian, that believer, that follower of Christ who occupy myself with the work of God? Or do, am I one of those who do not? We have to make sure that we take advantage of every opportunity to witness for Christ. And when he presents opportunity to us, we have to embrace those opportunities, knowing that we don't even have to execute what he has given us on our own strength. We go on the strength of the Lord, my God. Hallelujah. So we must ask ourselves even the more, are we faithful with God's blessings are we faithful with God's resources? Are we serving the Lord with, our, with all of our heart and all of our soul? Or are we like the servants who it, who kept His resources to himself? Again, that servant in verse twenty. It was put there for a reason because God knows that there will be selfish people. Hallelujah, and He reminds us as followers of Christ that we cannot be consumed with just what for our own benefit. Because God has already assured us that if we take care of his business, that he will take care of our business. My God. Hallelujah. So we don't want to lay up our, our, our pound or our faith in a napkin. My God. Hallelujah. The more we uh, begin to grow, once we become saved, and the more we begin to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord, and we do so through preaching, teaching, studying the word of God, desiring the sincere milk of the word. Hallelujah. We began to transform. We become more occupied with the Lord and with the things concerning the Lord. Now, occupying is one thing, but we must understand that this occupy compels us to serve. We have this faith. We want to be, we're possessing it. We have this pound, this measure of faith. We're possessing it. We want to be faithful over it. But, but verse 13, go on and start talking about verse 15, I'm sorry. No, verse 13, for Jesus called them servants. That tells us that we have to be serving the Lord. We have to serve the Lord by faith. The work we do is supposed to be a work of faith. My God. And that means we need to see more of God and less of ourselves. Faith without works, we know it's dead. You can say to the Lord, or can we say to the Lord, by faith, God, I serve you with my whole heart. By faith, God, I taught your word, I preach your word. By faith, Lord, my God, hallelujah, I sung your songs, God. By faith, I was kind to those. Who didn't even love me, God, those who despitefully used me, God, by faith, God, I pray for my enemies, oh God, by faith, oh God, in spite of them of uh, the gossiping, the, the the lying, the malice, the envy, the hate, I still God can smile in the faces of, of my enemies, my God, by faith, God, I even clean your building, God, I took care of the church, Lord my God, hallelujah, I supported the ministry with my whole heart, God. It's not because I was trying to impress anyone, but it was simply by faith, God, this measure of faith that you gave me, God. And because you blessed me so, God, I want to be a blessing to things that concern you. Hallelujah. And then the Lord goes on and He's, he's talking about this occupying, and he's also here talking about servants, But then he starts talking about trading. Now, get this. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Verse 15, which I didn't read. I'm going to read it now. It said, and it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Oh, that, that caught my attention right there. Gained by trading because I began to ponder, Lord, what do you mean by that? Hallelujah. That's not just serving with the faith you've been given, but gaining, trading, and increasing with the faith that you have been given. Given. You trade by giving to missions, Hallelujah. You trade by leading souls to Jesus Christ, which involves sowing and reaping. My God, you trade by paying money, uh, by pay, by doing your tithes and offering, because Hallelujah. The Word of God says more blessed to give, and He said in His Word He makes it clear that there is a law of blessed that if you sow, you will surely reap. You're trading, hallelujah, by this measure of faith. We're not afraid to open up our hands and to give. We're not afraid to uh, testify as the opportunity presents itself. We're not afraid to trade by, by telling someone about the good news of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. We dare not keep our mouths shut when there is an opportunity to be a witness to someone. We can say, hey, we're trading because we're gaining for the kingdom of God. And that's what trading does. It, It just adds more substance to the kingdom of God. My God, so are we trading for the Lord? Are we winning souls? Can we see the increase? Can we count the increase? We're not trying to compete with anyone else, but we're trying to make sure that we're doing our very best for the glory of God. Now, we know that during this lifetime we would be refined with fire that would test us. So we must ask ourselves, are we laying a foundation for material wealth, or are we laying a foundation for eternal blessings? Are we working for our own glory and comfort or for the furthering of God's kingdom? When we pass through the the refining fire, and we will, are we still seeking to honor God and bring him glory? Hallelujah. So that regardless of what it may look like right now, but the work and the dedication that we have committed to is going to, out, it's going to shine like the sun, my God. But if we only focus on what we can gain for ourselves in this life, our efforts would be nothing other than just smoking ashes. That's what they would be, smothering ashes. So what does God want us to do until he returns? As Christians, we are Christians. You can say I'm a Christian. I'm a born-again believer, a follower of Christ. We are called to serve him willingly and obediently to whatever he calls us to do. We are to witness to those who do not follow Christ, who don't know him, who have never been introduced because no one has told them about it, they heard about it, but no one took a sincere effort in bringing them to Christ my God, and telling them about Christ. Because all we have to do is do the work, and then uh, then God, would, he, would, he would give the increase. Some, some plants, some water, but God gives the increase, my God. Hallelujah. We have to lovingly warn them of the coming judgment and joyfully share God's love and his plan of salvation with them. We are to equip and encourage our fellow believers, you know, even the born-again believers, the followers of Christ. It is our reasonable responsibility to equip and encourage our fellow believers so that they may go forth and further God's kingdom. We should always be esteeming others higher than ourselves. We should always be encouraging others to finish the course. Hallelujah. To stay in this. So, what will you do with the opportunity that God has given you? Will you turn your back on them? Will you say, I'm going to get around to it sooner or later? Or uh, Will you joyfully commit yourself to the Lord? Will you give of your tithes, your offerings, your service? Will you continue to praise him with the fruit of your lips? My God, we cannot outgive God. We can't be God's given. There's a song that say that no matter how we try. My God, we cannot do that. But whatever reward, rewards that we receive from God in this life, my God, <clears throat> they are infinite compared to what we receive in the glory of heaven. we get to heaven, my God, my God, when I think about it, that makes my soul tremble. My God. And I must say to us tonight that we are never to give out because too many Christians. We start out real good on the journey. Start out with a fast pace. Some people start out much too fast. That's why they give out easily. But we start out well on the journey. But for one reason or another, we become disgruntled. That's what the enemy does. He will try to put that in our path, that we become disenchanted, that we become discouraged, we become detoured, that we start detouring in our service to the Lord. Hallelujah. But John reminds us that the only way to receive a full reward when we meet the Lord is to continue all the way to the end. Uh, that's why the Apostle Paul said, hallelujah, hallelujah. He, he's to keep pressing toward the high mark of the calling through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And it's not so much how we finish the race. We still got to run the race, but most, I mean, it's not so much how we start the race, but we got to run the race, and we must indeed finish the race. We may not, as we grow older in the grace and knowledge of God, as we begin to age, and I pray that we all have long, long life, but as we continue to age and get into the upper years, you know, the three scores and ten, the us by reasonable strength, even into the 90s, uh, like uh, Reverend Moses Blanton, or even some of us may reach 100. We may not be able to serve in the same way throughout our entire lives, but as long as we have the breath of life, we must never have the attitude that it is time for us to retire from the Lord's work. As long as God leads us here on this earth, that means he has a plan to use us in some way for his glory. Hallelujah. And we must never, never give in or succumb to the idea or the notion that this is too hard, that I've done my part. Let someone else get involved. Hallelujah. In closing, just remember this. God has given you a pound a measure of faith. He expects you, and when I say you, it, I'm inclusive, that includes me. He expects you to faithfully occupy, to serve and to trade with that measure of faith, not for our own increase, but for an increase in his kingdom. So if we have laid up our gifts, our talents, or our faith in a napkin, it's time for us to start unwrapping. We must unwrap it now and get to work with it. We don't want to be counted by the Lord as a wicked servant. Becoming occupied with what the Lord has given us, my God, we must serve with the faith that God has given us. Hallelujah. We must feel. we must witness, we must pray with that faith, my God. And when Christ returns, and Lord have mercy, we know he will, But he is coming back again. Just the simple fact of knowing that he's going to return should motivate us to work hard and to give sacrificially for the work of God. My God, hallelujah. We are to remain occupied and working hard for his kingdom until he returns. And in spite of what the enemy, the adversary, the devil tells us, that our labor is in vain. We know that God says our labor is not in vain, thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. That is the blessed word of the Lord for the blessed people of the Lord. Now, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity, O God. We thank you for this subject of archetype until you come. Continue to give us divine revelation, O God. Give us increase in our walk, in our talk, in our service, O Lord. Continue to give us even greater understanding, God. Take us to another level of your glory. Heavenly Father, we bless your holy and your righteous name. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for listening into today's message. We hope that this service blessed your life. Please come back and join us again next time. Have a great day. God bless.